0: I didn't have the wherewithal to understand that what I was doing in the universe was reinforcing the just in case job that I was basically telling the universe that I don't trust it. I don't believe in myself enough or whatever it is. I'm going to keep this job to fall back on when and and when, in fact, I really did have enough to maybe even just go out there and open up the space to, like, create and do something different. But I couldn't see that one.
1: listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm your co-host, AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Algott. And coming up in episode
2: 228, I sit down for part two of my chat with actor DeWan Johnson to dig deeper into the journey of a working actor, specifically creating the space for success in life, how being a pro on set is the ultimate networking strategy, and amen to that. Juan's experience as an ethnic actor in a predominantly white industry which is quite timely given all the Oscar shenanigans and how relationships are a choice that and more coming up in episode 228 so stay with us
1: Support for this episode of Inside Acting comes from Rehearsal Pro. Yes, Pro, the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors, and it's coming if you want to learn your lines. Be off book for auditions, explore your character, and make stronger choices and do a whole lot more. Go to Rehearsal.pro slash IAP, as in Inside Acting Podcast, right now to learn about all the great new features coming in the next version of Rehearsal Probe a groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors, and that's why it has so many cool new features. It was designed by actors for actors. Reserve your soon-to-be-released copy of Rehearsal Pro right now at rehearsal.pro IAP. That's rehearsal.pro IAP.
2: If you've backed the rehearsal uh, campaign, the rehearsal pro campaign, um, you've gotten some email notifications on just sort of the progress, like the updated progress of the app. And it's really coming along. I I think that they're going to be submitting it to the app store, the Apple app store, iTunes app store, um, like this this week or next week, I think. And then from there, it's just another two weeks and then it's out. So it should be out in the world in, I don't know, like maybe a month at the most
1: end of March, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> that would be cool. Yeah. I was thinking actually, when I was doing the the, the copy this time, you know, we say it's a uh, by actors for actors, but Trevor, what other professions do you think might be able to take advantage of this kind of thing? I was thinking maybe somebody like, um, who giving a speech or like a businessman or a businesswoman woman who was about to give it, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm-hmm. some kind of, um, Not a stump speech, but that's what's on my mind considering (laughs) the uh, political environment we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Who else do you think might take advantage of something like this? I,
2: you know, right off the top of my head, I would say students. Uh, and that's only because I'm a repetition kind of guy. The way I learn is that I just hear something over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> that's just the way my brain, I need, that's what I need. I'm a very slow learner. And so um, the, the ability to be able to just record yourself reading it and then play it on a loop uh, and then have a the little page scroll along with it. Uh, and this is, this is not including any of the new features that, that we don't even really know about yet. So I would say students right off the top of my head.
1: Mm. All right. Yeah. Students and, uh, maybe people giving speeches Yeah, yeah. added to the list. <laughs> so yeah, uh,
2: that's a sort of elongated <laughs> plug for <laughs> rehearsal pro, but check it out. rehearsal.pro pro slash IAP. I'm,
1: I'm so excited about it. I think, you know, it, it, it comes up, uh, obviously it comes up every episode because we have the copy but i'm also excited about this new version especially with the uptick in auditions right now around yeah. pilot season yeah i'm
2: stoked too i actually do know about a really cool new feature coming that i don't believe i'm at liberty to speak about yet but Woo-hoo. it's pretty exciting it's pretty Tranky. exciting yeah 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 uh, so anyway, before we jump into the the episode this week, uh, I wanted to correct something that is all on me. I kind of screwed up a little bit last week, this, a slight fudge. And Dewan emailed me, and he's like, "Dude, I'm all for positive thinking, but I'm actually not a series regular on Bosch. I'm technically a recurring, not a series regular yet. Yet, yet. amen. But it's it's coming. It's
1: coming. You know, it, it, it's actually. It provo- we don't. You and I don't have a whole lot of news to talk about in our own careers this week. Um, but this, this actually just made me think, you know, it might be an interesting quick conversation about these different, um, uh, what are they called? Not quotes, but, uh, what you put on your resume, the, the title of the, of the role. Mm-hmm. So like under five co-star guest star, um, recurring, or feech featured, which is the fancy word for extra. <laughs> which probably shouldn't be on your resume. So uh, the difference between recurring and series regular, uh, in my mind, is series regular means that you are one of the main cast. Uh, so if it's an ensemble show, like, <clears throat> you know, obviously one of the most famous ensemble shows is Friends. So if you were one of the Friends, you are a series regular. Right and if you are recurring you are um uh what was his name uh gunther or whatever the guy who worked uh the, the barista at right Central right right yeah you know that's yeah. recurring because he wasn't a he wasn't in every episode b he only had a couple of scenes when he was uh that's that's sort of the the difference between the two titles yeah
2: So, uh, we have one question we want to respond to in this episode, and then we have a a really great part two with Duan. It's a 33-minute segment, so we're going to give a lot of space to that this episode. But we have a question that comes in uh, from Jenny, and I believe she's writing to us from The Land Down Under. Just to sort of sum up her question here, she says, um, if you haven't performed well in front of a casting director, do you have any tips on how to start to sort of heal the trust in that relationship? So, yeah, hmm. I mean, we both responded to this in in the membership, AJ. But I, I, I seem to recall your response. I seem to recall being envious of your response.
1: <laughs> envious. <laughs> yeah, I was
2: like, oh, I, I should have said that. That was really good. <laughs> so, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna toss the ball to you and uh, and let you just sort of run with this one right off the bat. Uh, how do you heal uh, a relationship? You know, quote unquote, heal a relationship uh, with a cast director for whom you've you feel you've gone in and just done bad work?
1: Yeah, it's a, first of all, it's a great question. And Jenny did sort of give us a, a bit of, uh, you know, detail in terms of the, the backstory. Uh, no worries. Everybody's going to survive this. <laughs> I promise. Um, I'm, I'm speaking not only to Jenny, but to myself and <clears throat> anyone mm-hmm. else who feels like mm-hmm. they've done yeah. bad work. So I just wrote a, Yeah, Trevor, you and I just responded quickly in the membership. I, I just said my gut reaction was to go right to your representation if you, if you have them. If you don't, it's another story, but, uh, but just let's, let's go down that path first. So my gut reaction was, go right to your representation, and uh, this is where they get to earn their 10% by getting on the phone with this casting director and saying, I know she had a bad audition for you before, but she's come so far, and she's not only a better actor – but a better auditioner. She's perfect for this role, like let's say that you're, you, know, you see that there's a role in the breakdowns or your representation sees that there's a role in the breakdowns. She's perfect for this role and you know, we think that you would be impressed and grateful that you brought her in, even if it's just for a pre-read. Because a pre-read is just you and the casting director in a room. So the casting director is not putting their reputation at stake by having you come in and just read with them as opposed to all the producers for the show, et cetera. And then I said, if you don't have representation, then perhaps, I said, finding a way to either A, get in front of her again in some other way, like a workshop (gasps) gasp or something, or B, create some kind of self-deprecating way of allowing her to see the humor in the situation. And so the example I came up with, and then probably is a, a better one or a different one, I said like sending her a postcard where you say, Quote Jenny Rose, now eighty five percent less derpy or something like that.
2: <laughs> derpy. <laughs> I love that word.
1: So anyway, just you know, just some fun some some fun way of being like, look, I know that it was not a great read. I didn't have a good audition, I haven't seen you since, but I've been working really hard and 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 you know, I would love another shot, basically. Mm-hmm. And also just making sure that you know you really are right for whatever. That particular role is because then you have a much higher likelihood that they'll take a chance and say, oh, "Well, you know, yeah, she she is or he is sort of perfect for this role with their energy and their their look." So yeah, let me let, you know uh, I'll put them on the on the list. And a pre-read, you know, the only thing that takes is time, but it doesn't put their reputation, quote unquote, at stake.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jenny mentions, too, that this is the this is not L.A. or or this isn't really a a quote unquote major market. She she's quick to point out in her email that um, uh, this is in Australia where the the nature of the industry is to quote her tiny, tiny. Um, So there's really just kind of one not or having one casting director that won't see you. She says seriously limits the work you can be you can be put forward for. Uh, Because there's really only five or six uh, casting directors in all of Melbourne, she says. And Melbourne's the biggest market. So, uh, that can work kind of to your advantage or to your detriment. It kind of depends on on how you choose to look at it, I think. And I think, uh, you know, on one hand, um, yeah, I mean, if you really, really like just blow it in the room and i think it's hard to do unless you're like crazy and you like lunge across the <laughs> yeah. table and like try to give them flowers or something yes uh, i yes. think other than that i think we the stories we make up about how bad you know good or bad we are in the room is often mostly in our heads i mean the, the stuff that i've booked most of the time was was i thought the worst work i'd ever done And I think what that was interpreted as or what they saw was uh, he's like a professional because he's not attached (laughs) to (laughs) to his performance or something. Uh, So so there's that. But on on the on the flip side, it's like if it's such a small industry, they need you. And if and I I like what she says here, one um, one thing she says in her email is that she's booked a lot since seeing this casting director last time. She's booked all sorts of stuff. And I think just adding this, the, these people to your mailing list and sending out those postcards, if, if that's the route you want to do it. But just keeping them abreast of how much work you're booking. I mean, work begets work. And so if they see that you're constantly booking and other people are constantly placing their trust in you and you're churning out good work, then absolutely they'll bring you back in.
1: And they, and they, they see actors all the time. It's their job, right? They, they see people come into their office all the time. They're bound to see an actor who they know, like, respect – Think that they are talented and do good work. They're bound to see that person have a bad audition.
0: Yeah, bad auditions yeah. happen. Yeah,
1: like they happen. That's all there is to it. So it's not like if we go in and just kind of you know mess up you know this one read that you're you know you're banished from the kingdom forever. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, bad auditions are bound to happen. I think the other thing is what you said trevor about the being crazy which reminds me going all the way back to marcy Liroff's episodes where she was talking about how like the the you know she i think her you know she's one of the people that uh, coined the wactor term yeah so you know someone comes in and they like are just a total mess and they throw their purse down and they're trying to dig through there and get the sides out and they're Oh, should I sit down? Should I stand up? And, like, you, you just energetically, you're like, oh my God, I don't even want to, I don't care how good this read is. <laughs> I don't want you on set because mm-hmm. you're a crazy person. Yeah. So, Jenny, as long as you're not a crazy person.
2: <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say is I, I don't, I think what you said, AJ, about being right for the role, I think that's a huge part of it. I mean, I've gone in for a lot of stuff and I know I'm a decent actor. I mean, it can always get better, but I know I'm not like, bad, I'm not like awful. Like it's not like I shouldn't be here in Los Angeles, but there's a lot of roles that I go out for that. I'm just not right for. And I'm trying to make it work so much of the time. I'm trying to fit a, a square peg in a round hole. And, uh, I'm just starting to, as I get older, I'm starting to realize like, you know what, that's not my thing. Like I, I can do a thing like Samuel L. Jackson. There's a lot of roles he can do. There's a lot of roles he can't do. You know, not everybody is a Daniel Day Lewis, and even then, Daniel Day Lewis, there's a lot of stuff he's perfect for. There's a lot of stuff he's not right for. And if you try to put him in a role that he's not right for, he's going to have a quote-unquote bad audition. So I think that's something to take into into consideration here, and to really own that. You know what? There's a there's a there's an essence that I bring to this project, uh, that I bring to my work, and it it, it may be a good fit here, and it may not be. And if it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad audition. It just wasn't the right fit. And I think that's often the case, often, often, often the case. And so maybe that's part of what happened, and maybe that's part of what happens to a lot of us. And that yeah. it, you know that begs the question of just like, okay, let me go back to my materials. How am I presenting myself? Why why did this happen? Who saw my headshot of my reel and brought me in for this role and thought it would be decent? You know, how am I, how how can I continually refine and tweak and polish my presentation such that people get that who who I am and I'm more consistently brought in for the right kind of thing.
1: Although, to play devil's advocate, sort of, on that one, I'm reminded of what T.J. Ramini said when he was on the podcast, which is he told that story of like um, that audition that he went in for when he knew he wasn't right for the role. Mm -hmm. But he just went in and was like, I'm just going to show them I'm a good actor, that I know what I'm doing. And then he he ended up getting a call back for a different role that was actually bigger and more uh, suited to him. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's
2: the epitome of booking the office, right? That's the yeah. I was gonna say that's more
1: about that's yeah, exactly. That's more about showing the casting directors that you are talented and and who you are, your essence, and they go, oh, okay. I, sorry, based based on your headshot, (laughs) that's basically what it is. They, oh, sorry, based on your materials, which you were just talking about, Trevor. I thought you would be right for this. Clearly, I was wrong, but I love your energy, your essence. You're obviously talented i'm gonna bring you in for something else and let's get you into a good a, a, a role that fits yes yes amen
2: awesome well hopefully uh this helps Jenny I would love to hear how how things go let us know keep us posted and uh, if anybody else has any sort of any stories to add to this or any comments or anything please let us know you know where to get in touch with us cool well without further ado let's jump into part two with dewan uh well like we said guys this is a really really great uh, interview in which we talk a lot about tribes. That's like a thing on the podcast lately. It's like who do you choose to surround yourself with and how that can um, influence your your success not only your success, your rate of success. so how quickly or not quickly it happens. So that and a lot more in this uh, in this interview segment. So enjoy and we'll catch you on the other side. Get onto the next part, phase of your career. You started to like really kick some ass. You had a nice income, and then so I
0: did. No, so I so 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 you know. Listen, the, the artist income is so up and down and I want to be very clear that uh, a couple things first I was booking and I did like you know uh, it was like a string of great co-stars like really good meaty ones and some ones that were like kind of one-liners like you know what I mean stuff that was going on and I think I had a really good year where I I booked um, three national commercials in a year and then I had two or three um, co-stars and but the, the thing I want to point out was I was still bartending at that point. I and, and I was I, I I kept bartending because I kept that job because I kept telling myself that this is my I need to keep this job just in case just in case. Now, mind you, I said earlier, and this isn't just to say, oh, look at me, but this is a kind of, I was making, I had a six figure, like, I mean, money was coming in. And uh, there was a couple of times when I was at work bartending and my commercials were running and people were like, that's you. And I felt really good. I was like, hey, do you want fries with that? Right. Like, you know, so <laughs> right. it, it's like a feel, but like what I, I, why, why I bring that up was because I kept this job and I kept telling the universe that just in case, I don't like something happens and I don't make six figures in the next blah, blah, blah. If I don't do this just in case, I'm going to hang on to this, you know, uh, uh, bar job. And I, people would always say, Duan's probably going to quit right now. And I was like, no, nope, I'm going to keep that, you know, and I look back on that now and I was thinking, gosh, I wish I had had books or I wish I had had somebody like this talking to me to just to say, I'm not telling anybody to ever quit their jobs when stuff like that happens. But I didn't have the wherewithal to understand that what I was doing in the universe was reinforcing the just in case job that I was basically telling the universe that I don't trust it I don't believe in myself enough or whatever it is I'm going to keep this job to fall back on when and when in fact I really did have enough to maybe even just go out there and open up the space to like create and do something different but I couldn't see that far I couldn't do that and so I stayed locked into that I stayed locked into that place for a couple more years actually that that was Six more years, I stayed and in You that, stayed at the bartending I job while at, you were booking stuff like I was crazy. Booking.
2: I mean, like, good stuff. Like, and the was, mindset was just in case. Just
0: in case. I was like, cause, because I was always told, like, I need to wait till I get that series reg. Right. Do you know what I mean? I need to make sure the income was steadily coming in. But it was steady coming in. Like, you know what I mean? It just wasn't, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't, so, so one year you have six figures, and then the next year you have almost six. And then the next year is like a little bit lower than that. And I kept telling myself, see? And I stayed miserable, and I stayed stuck. And, you know, I couldn't shift my my thinking on, on any of that. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. And, and until I just got to a place where somebody just asked me, if you're so unhappy here, why don't you just quit? That was it. I remember her thinking that. I remember that question. I was like, I just, I just can't quit. I got to just in case. But if you're so unhappy, why don't you just quit? And I was just like, and I sat with me for six more months and I quit. That question I kept asking myself for six months and I quit. Did I answer your question at yeah, all? Yeah, no, absolutely, and I'm, I'm, I'm
2: wondering, like, it's interesting, like, I'm curious to hear what happened next, because we've yeah. talked about this situation sort of in terms of like, what was the message we were sending in the universe, and mm. you know, if, if people listening to this are not into that kind of thing, then it's like, okay, let's look at it from a psychological standpoint, right. what was the subconscious belief underlying all right. that was, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, and so... I can't really do this, I can't really do yeah, this, yeah. but the fact the, is, I was really doing it, like, yeah. you know what I mean, I was out there... Based on results. Yes, yeah, No,
0: based on results, I had... I, you know, I was, again, I had, I had, just to say, you know, like, so on 24, I like booked big stuff by this yeah. point. Yeah. I just, I didn't believe. I didn't, my belief system was, and you have to sometimes uncover that stuff where you go in there. I, I really just believe you don't leave a quote unquote um, solid job or a job that's giving you, making you a lot of money. Uh, and, and I was making a lot of money in the restaurant. Um, you don't leave it for something of an unknown. And so that's what I had to take. Oh, well, that's somebody else's belief system that I just totally adopted. (laughs) Just like, oh, that's mine. Okay. But I don't believe that anymore. And we sometimes can't believe that. Again, I'm not telling anybody to go quit their job. If you can't change your perspective on the job, and I couldn't by that time. I've been there for 12 years. And I really wanted... 12 years. I stayed at the same place for 12 years. 12 years. And... um. I understood that I made a lot of good money there. I did understand that, but I didn't understand, like I couldn't get my psyche around, this isn't working for me, you know what I mean? So um, so I quit, yeah, and
2: here I am. Wow, and so, okay, so that that leaping and expecting the net to appear, I mean, you had income, enough income yes. from those jobs. Yes,
0: that's very important to say.
2: Right, right, <laughs> yeah. but that that belief was still there. So how did it play out over the next few months? I mean, did you have to eventually go back and get another job to make ends meet, or have you been able to support yourself as an actor?
0: Absolutely. So so I so okay so what happened after that? When did I quit? I quit in April of only three years ago, by the way. January of 2013 came around, and I had said to myself, by my birthday on May 6th, I will have quit the job. And so, no matter, and I told friends and I told everybody, this is because I wanted them to keep you me did, accountable. Like, Force yourself. I into- like, this is you know, <laughs> I did that, and so two or three weeks before the, actually a month before it was May 6th, I gave my letter of, re- uh, of resignation because I wanted to, you know, and that was scary and all that good stuff. I was doing acting. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was doing acting for a while there. I was teaching. I started teaching a little bit of acting, which was still in my field. And I was like, okay, that's great. I did that. And you know, I, I, I did start booking. I did start booking like from that. And that was great. Um, and then I got to a place where I booked Bosch I booked Bosch and that yeah. was going great. And I got new reps and stuff like that. And I was, I was, I was happy. I was like, great. All right. I'm working. And I, my first season on Bosch, I did six episodes of that. And so that was like, great. This is what's going on. This is all kicking itself in the right direction. Still, look what happened. I believed and, you know, whatever. But then I still felt a little bit of a void, if you will. I felt like a little bit, like there was a little bit more to be going on. And that's when I, um, uh, I uh, went back to a school, a training. and I started becoming a coach for that. Yeah, yeah. You said IPEC was the name of the organization? Yes. And I started, I got for uh, life and career coaching with working with actors. Specifically Um, working with actors. Specifically working with actors. This is going to sound corny, but I kind of also wanted to be the person that I needed when I first got out here for other people. That doesn't sound corny at all. I'm I'm 100% on board with you, man. That's kind of
2: what I'm trying to do with this podcast, I've realized, over the years I've realized. It took me a while to get there, but I'm like, this is what I wanted when I right. came out to LA and I didn't have it. And so I've slowly been well, sort of trying what to you needed, We'll to, say, yes, you didn't know you yes. wanted it. Right. Would yeah, you say
0: yeah. like you needed it? Like, but this is not, you don't know what you want. Yeah. What you want is a job. Like you're like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I want to book that show, but this yeah. is probably the
2: stuff that we needed. And yeah. And then these deeper conversations yes. about like, yeah, classes, headshots, all that fun stuff. Like that's, that's like surface level stuff. Yeah. Like you want to have any sort of longevity in your career. You got to go deep and you right. got to start to un to, to really figure out what's happening in there and get your hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's what I did. And, and awesome. then, and so I've been doing both of those things. Um, I've been, uh, I don't teach anymore. I just uh, coach actors and I, um, and I act and I, and I act and that's so fun and fulfilling. And I have to pull back a lot on the coaching because the acting is very it's important it's big yeah. it's happening yeah. you know we're in the middle of pilot season and you know i'm just it's just been a lot of auditions like you know I'm, i have one tomorrow on a saturday and you're like
2: <laughs> wait a minute
0: <laughs> on, a, on a saturday i'm like i just i was looking forward to you know what i mean because i gave up a lot of stuff um uh, this year, actually, as of um, Wednesday for Lent, I'm not super religious, but I fully believe in the power of uh, a group of unity. And I felt like I did this for like the last six years that if the world and as a whole, they're giving up something, that's a great synergy. Why not give up something too? you know, I don't have to be religious. So I so, I, you know, I've been giving up drinking for the last couple years. But this year I'm giving I gave up eating out.
2: All right, yes. more power and to you, no man. No more restaurants and I've stuff like I've been doing the, the same thing. thing. Yeah. Are you? Dude, it's amazing the money you find, quote unquote, find in your budget when you stop spending 10, 12, 15 bucks on a meal. <laughs> I mean, well, Hey, more. I love going out as much as the next guy. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it, it adds up, man. We got to really talk guys. after
0: the podcast. Cause I'm, I'm already in what day three. And I'm like, if I could just get some french fries, <laughs> come
2: on, man, the Chipotle's <laughs> that Chipotle calling my name. No. Yeah.
0: You know, but I got to to cook all your meals and stuff. And so, yeah. yeah, but, 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 but the acting part of it, and I, I think that's important. Like I have a stronger belief in myself as an actor right now, even though I have, even though I'm coaching other actors, even though I'm working with other actors, like I still believe now differently than I ever believed when I was at the bar. I couldn't shift my thinking on that at all. You know what I mean? But now working it and doing it and still it's just something clicked. Something's like but these two don't have to be the same. Meaning I can still be an awesome actor and I can still be an awesome coach and I can be an awesome dad and I can be like these things can happen. It doesn't mean because I'm not fully doing 120% Into only acting doesn't mean I'm not a great dad. Doesn't mean I'm not a great, you know, I can do. Like all of it, I think yeah. you know. Sometimes
2: things fall by the wayside, you know. And you mentioned so. your kids, and I do. I do want to talk great, about great. that. But yeah. before we even get to mm. that, there's there's a couple things I want to just cool. chat Let's about. On. And, and one of them is is the series Bosch. I yes. mean, that's, that's, I mean, I was looking Bosch. at your IMDb, and you've got a nice long list of you know co stars and guest stars mm-hmm. and things like that. So you're no stranger to working on a on a TV set. No. Um, but this is your first major recurring oh, yeah. role, and it's on an Amazon series, no less. Yeah. It's an internet digital series. Right. Um, for so I, I'm curious. Like, what is is there, and if there is, what is different about this show and this experience that's from the other work you've done in, in the past years? Like, you were on Twenty Four, you've been on Agents of Shield, yeah. You had a couple like small two or three episode things, but now you've yeah. got a real arc to your. I did. Your you character. know, there was
0: a fun thing. I did um, daytime. I did General Hospital for about seven episodes too, which was kind of a fun little arc uh, that too. But you know, the cool thing about this, I, can, can I tell? Do you have? Do we have time? We've can got I, time, man. Yeah. I mean, can I tell this story? please um so the, the the cool thing about Bosch itself was I had got to this point in my career where my agent and I and manager we had decided we weren 't going to do any more co stars, and so we were like done and we were only doing guest stars or currents or whatever, and I was just like okay cool that 's where I want to be that 's the direction I want to go. We're all on the same page and um uh Bosch came along, Bosch came along, and Bosch was a one day Co-star uniform number one. That was my thing of that. And the thing, the appointment came over, and I was like, "Why? Why we have been turning these down?" I was like, "What's what?" And they're like, "This is a show. Nobody knows what's going to happen with it. Why don't you just do it? Go in for. We haven't met these casts and directors. Go in for them. You know, and um um we'll worry about all that stuff later." And I said. Okay, I won't do it if it doesn't have a name. That's what I said. I won't do it if it doesn't have
2: a name. If the character doesn't have a name, yeah. If the
0: character doesn't have a name, thank you. Um, and so I um, went in and I booked it, and they came back and they were just like, "Great, we'll give him a name." And I was just like, "Okay, this is you know." They it, said, "We'll give him a name." Yeah, totally. They're like, "We'll okay. give him a name." That was because that was one of the things. I was like, "I will not. Don't ask. You know, because I don't. I didn't want to do it." Right. And,
2: and actually, I actually want to pause here for just a second because yeah. some of our listeners may not be familiar oh. with this. This part of the career journey because you you do come to that place where it's like you've done enough co-stars that you've got to you've got to start saying no to stuff and only go with the name so can you tell our our listeners a little bit about that phase
0: I just want to be preface this with there are so many different schools of thoughts on this and there's people who are going to be like just take what you can or or do whatever and all stuff like that and I whatever you do for your career remember it's your career and that you make your decisions for it and for me at this point I had done at this point probably like seven or eight really good co-stars and I have really felt like there has to be more there has to be more and I just wanted to push myself more than that and I was like I don't want to do airport man number one anymore I don't want to do anything like that so we made a decision as a team I made a decision personally that I'm going to wait it out for guest star roles and above now and that's just one of the things that that I we went for and we turned down a lot of different roles for that and i was like okay right. cool
2: yeah you get to the point where it's like you've proven yourself as an actor that mm-hmm. can be on a set and do yeah. do the basic stuff so yeah. now let's let's level up yeah. and, and focus our energies and time on the. And it on the wasn't also stuff.
0: that is great that's great but it wasn't also just proving myself it was just that i just wanted to do more like do I? i just really wanted to do more than like hey do you want fries with that or hey here's your paper mister and i just thought and i couldn't i felt like it was for me it didn't work anymore so we did that i stopped and I moved on to the next
2: part of that. Cool, cool. So then they, so you booked this, and did so your and your agent, friend. I'm assuming, did the negotiation and said like, look, you can have him, but you got to give the guy a name. You know, he
0: won't <laughs> do it without a name. Wow. And they were like, cool, we love him, we'll give him <laughs> right. a the name. They were like, great. And They came back. So with guard number one became like uniform number one. Uniform number one. Officer Rondell Pierce. Yes. And <laughs> Officer Rondell Pierce. And That's I was a like, name. it is. It was kind of yeah. great. And I was like, great. All right, cool. We're moving. So um, that was I did the pilot I did the pilot of it um with Titus uh whatever fantastic if you don't know Titus yeah yeah, yeah, and um, he's awesome to work with and it was supposed to be a one-off that was it that was just it that was the world of it and I was like great we're done with Bosch fantastic a couple couple months later I got a um uh, invitation to come to the screening at the Soho house and I was like all right I'm gonna go Soho house whatever I was like I didn't have any expectation at all on this and you know I watched it a little bit of my scene got cut again not worried about it not a big deal at all after the um the EP or the producer and the director I saw them and I was talking to them and he's just like I remember him saying this I remember him saying your footage was a pleasure to cut it was like you gave us so much. You were just so wonderful. Thank you for what you gave on um um on, in the pilot. Wow. And, I, and I and I was like, I took that in and I was like, thank you. I was like, great. And I was like, and in you know, true actor fashion, I was just kinda like, Well, if you need a cop, you know, I'd love to be there. And he's like, Oh, you'll be back. And I remember thinking again in that moment, like, cool, because I had also booked a couple of recurrents before that. And they didn't turn into like a full recurring. It just was like, whatever. And um, then this one, he meant it. I got a call about uh, a month or two later, and they said, uh, We want pen to pendu on from July to November. <laughs> He's going to yeah. be in and out of the season for us, you know, for just great. So it's good. It became really cool. I got a storyline in it. You know what I mean? Like it was, it just, it, it just turned into a lot more, um, and so it didn't make me re-examine the whole like should I have not have moved up coastar should I have done all that stuff. It didn't make me re-examine that. It also, it, what it really did was kind of um, affirm for me that yes, Dewan, you can be doing more. Yes, Dewan, you are at that place. I didn't think like oh, if I hadn't taken this star well, that's a, that's on a, maybe a coastar to coastar basis or a part to part basis for you. But for me, it made me think that yes. You are going the right direction. You should be doing this. And so here we are. We're, we just wrapped the second season of that. Starts March 11th. And then we'll wait a couple of weeks and see if we... Um uh, get asked back for a third season, awesome. and um, you know I'm going to put it out there right now. I should be coming back for third season. You know, if not, you guys write in. And, uh... Yeah, <laughs> Rondell, <laughs> peace. <No>. Rondell, <laughs> peace.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know, but you know what? Yeah. It's been a great. It's been a great run.
2: That's great cool. Run That's cool. cool. And I've also heard uh, just through the grapevine, and also actually via a few past guests, yeah. that Amazon has a very sort of open minded um approach to this whole thing like this is this is sort of new territory mm-hmm. for for entertainment yeah. to really be this push into the digital realm and people to be getting their content on their laptops on their mobile devices yeah. through these set top devices like you know amazon fire or apple t v mm-hmm. so have you ex- experienced any any what's your experience been with Amazon? have you had any contact with that or is it basically just like working on any other show that you worked basically
0: on? just like working on any show okay. pay and everything like that except the residuals you know but that's new media residual right, stuff right. like that but everything everything was just like working on a, you know sets you know base camp all that stuff like that and we have um uh, had the reps from amazon they've been in our table reads they've been in our you know on, on on set and stuff like that so we have met them and the um the creator of the show has been on there a lot too so we've we've it's just like a just cool.
2: like a, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So the other thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to just sort of, I don't know how to say this, um, but I really want to talk about it because I think it's important. Um, so I'm just going to like, just let it fly and hope that nobody gets offended. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Here on the show, uh, we have a very specific perspective because we're two white guys. Uh, generally speaking in our culture and in our, our country, very few doors are closed to white men. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just the way it is, Mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. Um, I would imagine that, that other people run into obstacles that I've never experienced that I couldn't even imagine. Uh, an ethnic actor, what, what have you experienced in this industry? Like, have you ever come up against that limiting your career in some way or or shape or form? Have have you ever experienced, I I don't know, have you experienced racism? Mm -hmm. Mm Um, what, what has it been like?
0: Do you know, oh gosh, 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 gosh. It's so funny. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to go here with this. Yes, is the easy answer for that. And that's a great question. And I thank you for asking yeah, that. And then, so and then how do you, of
2: course, how do you deal with it? You know? Cause um,
0: So, you know, one of the big things is like they, as an ethnic actor, listen, when you're looking at the breakdowns or when you're looking at when they're casting people or something like that, like it, it, you very rarely see. Well, now more so, last couple of years has been a big push for ethnic actors. But for a while there, you didn't see um, um, open ethnicity or you didn't see, you, you know, uh, this part's only for African American or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just been, if, if I remember a casting director once telling me off the record that if it doesn't say specifically for ethnic or African American, that means it's going to go to um, a, a Caucasian person. Like, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what they're looking for. And I remember thinking that, like, gosh why would you tell me that? Like, you know what I mean? Cause so it seemed like everything was kind of, um, against me at that point. Um, you know, listen, yes, it's out there. The roles aren't as, 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 big or, you know, I I've played, if I have to play one more or have one more casting director ask me if I could just uh, make him a little more street. Um, but, but yeah, I've been, I've been, I've had that and you know, you just kind of like, cool, great. You know what it is? This is what you want. This is what's going on. Uh, you know, I I'm personally not here at this moment trying to buck this, but you know, here's what it is. There's this other really cool thing, not so cool, and by cool, I mean not cool, thing that happened to me. Um, I booked a Super Bowl commercial. I booked a Super Bowl commercial, and this was a big deal at four, three or four years ago. And um, one of the things that happened was it was a Jerry Seinfeld. Super Bowl commercial and it was me and him and it was a big thing about I was a black actor um, somebody got a hold of the breakdowns that have that came out and on there it said something to the effect of uh, charming friendly guy not too black on the breakdown and that got out To the public. So, um, um, and there was this big thing, and all of a sudden, this wonderful Super Bowl commercial that I booked became. Everywhere on CNN, on The View, on every, it was just everywhere. And it's just like basically shining a light on Hollywood about how, you know, you're a, a non-assuming black guy or this guy is not threatening. So this is why they put him in the commercial. Do commercials only cast lighter skin guys or whatever? Like this whole storm I found myself in. And I was just like, listen, I just want to make this money from, um, <laughs>
1: this is I'm supposed to run to for get a while, paid, you know? I'm trying to get paid.
0: I don't want to be the <laughs> spokesperson of this. But like you, but it, the bigger thing there was, yes, yes, this is what what what's down there for race racism and for people putting it out there. Yes, we want to sell this car, but we want to uh, sell it sell it with somebody who's uh, you know um, not scary or not you know it looks seems fr- I don't know you know what I mean. And yeah, so yeah. that was a big thing for me. It was a big letdown. It was a big one of those things like you try to push through it and say this isn't really happening. But when that happened, you're like you can't really you know, say this isn't happening. So, yeah. no, no a yes is the answer to your question, and I think, you know, Podcasts like this, or people like this, where you get to like really just like talk about stuff like that, you're opening up the conversation, man. You open up, the you know, and it's, that's what
2: I want to do because this mm-hmm. this opens up a whole host of conversations yeah. about art imitating life. Yes. But then again, I mean, where do we learn how to be in the world? We mm. learn it from the TV shows that we right. watch, and so if you consistently see people represented a certain way, mm-hmm. you're going to walk out into the world and just and go subconsciously or consciously, yeah. you're going to create that. You're going to go, oh, this person belongs in that role. Mm-hmm. This person belongs in that role. This person has this kind of Power, this person is this yeah. kind of person. And we have a real responsibility as storytellers, yeah. as people that are actively creating culture. And I think that uh, you know, like, there's going to be there's a time in your career mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, man, you're just trying to get the money, <laughs> you're just trying to get the credits. Yeah. But then I think that you know, if you if you if you work hard enough and you get lucky enough, you hit that point in your career where you really get to start using your voice and your platform, you know, platform. I'm not a huge fan of that word, but you get to use no, that presence though. to yeah. start to actually shape the culture in a in a conscious way. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are some actors out there that are still taking jobs just to get paid, but they're yeah. also You know, taking jobs because they want to change the narrative. Mm -hmm. They want to change the way things are. Things happen in this country, and the way people are treated, and. It's tough, you know, because I get both sides, you know, it's like, what do you do? It's like, it feels trapped almost. You're coming from your intention.
0: Your intention is coming from the right place. And when you're, when you're doing that, you you just put it out there. You have no control over how I'm going to receive it or what's going to happen for me. But your intention was in the right place to help start the conversation, to get it going, to open up dialogue, like real dialogue. But, you know, between somebody sitting on your couch in your home. And I think that's great. I applaud that. So, you know, don't, don't, don't hold it so close like mm-hmm. just be like listen i preface it with this and then go you know what i mean yeah and then yeah. just use appropriate words you know what I mean? yeah
2: <laughs> i think it's a tough part i, I, I fought, how many times in my life i used the wrong word and you can't it's unsay great. it and you're like Good shit that's that not what gone. i meant that's yes. not what i meant but that's, that's what gone. people say and fuck yeah anyway
0: uh, <laughs> i did i did just want to say you know one one thing not about that mm-hmm. not about Good that thing. but about like i was thinking about acting i i, I, I kind of the thing about the story on the way over here, I was like, what am I going to talk about? I don't have any, we're not going to fill any time. Like, you know what I mean? Famous last words. Famous last (laughs) words, right? Um, You know, last year, sorry, we just had a new year, 2014, 2014, I had this year where I had booked the ABC showcase. I was recurring on Bosch. I had Brooklyn. I really was coming into 2015 with like six major credits. I'd done like a Blumhouse film and like all of this great, I was ready ready this was like the the most confident i was feeling about my life about my career about everything i was like this is gonna happen and i really felt so good about it and then my my manager dropped me
1: mm-hmm.
0: my manager dropped me and as april 1st i'll never forget it because i thought it was april i thought it was a joke <laughs> i was like come on i just booked all of this all right. stuff and you know what i mean and it was just this thing of there's a whole bag of tricks that came along with that and um I bring that up because it's like you think you're chugging along and you're doing so great and all stuff like that and then one of those things happen where people think like if you're not performing sometimes then that's why i got dropped or if you're not something's happening this is what's going on none of that was happening none of that was in my world but i was still holding on to that same stuff of like oh he dropped me i must not be good enough i must mm-hmm. not be and then that was the old the and then i just remember thinking okay i'll give you 48 hours to feel bad about yourself you get 48 hours and I felt I went there. I was just like, this is never. But then after the 48 hour clock had gone, I remember it. I was like, great. Let's stop pretending that you're starting over from scratch. Let's start re- figuring out what's our next step, how we're going to move this forward. And it was just like this great thing that just happened about like, great, two weeks and two weeks time, I'd gotten a whole new team together. Like just for me, it's like, okay, cool. Feel what you're feeling, change your perspective and mindset and let's get into action
2: why did your manager drop you? Did they give you (laughs) a... Yes.
0: Um, So in that particular time, uh, the company that I was with had decided to dissolve their theatrical department. Um, But within that period, like he was going to some other place but couldn't take me. So it was like, all that stuff was happening and I, I I took it as a drop when it really was kind of probably maybe just well listen, I didn't have a manager and agent at that point. So no matter what I spin I put on it, that's what happened. You know what I mean? Um and but yeah, I, you know, I'm still I still I'm still friends with that guy now. Very good friends with that guy now. But at that point I really was thinking like, gosh, but this was supposed to be my year. This was supposed to be happening for me. This is what and then I have to spend this time getting with figuring out a whole new team. You know what I mean? But listen it was great. It was, I was
2: going to say, in retrospect, was it like one of those things where it's like, wow, well, I, I, it worked out for the best?
0: It wasn't in retrospect, actually. Oh, it was it like wasn't in real time. It, it was in real time, in real time, in real time after that 48-hour window period when I like, got back on there. And in two weeks, I found, uh, I, found I worked for a new agent, I mean, a new manager. I had three meetings set up but people I always like, wow, these are. You know what I mean? And it just put me into this place where I felt good. I was like, this is what I've been up to. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. You know, and I I, I got a new agent. I'm sorry, I got a new manager. And I use those words interchangeably sometimes. Sorry, guys. But I got a new reps. And then I knew at that moment while I was sitting in those rooms, taking these meetings that like this all happened for a reason. I'm supposed to be moving. I'm supposed to be. That wasn't going to that wasn't going to get me where I needed to go. So I the universe made that decision for me. Because I didn't make that decision. That's weird. Now that I'm thinking about it with you, I knew before that I should have left that manager. Mm, mm, okay. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I hope you're not listening. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the universe made that decision for me and now look where I'm at. Yeah. And I yeah. love it. I, for the first time in a very long time, I love my team. Awesome. Love, love, love my team. I'm having the pilot season that I've always wanted. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's 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 a go. And so, not even in like I said, not even in retro, but like really during those moments, I was very thankful. To bring it back to you, I was very thankful that this has happened. I was thankful that I had the mind, the mindset to be like, okay, great. How do we move forward with this? How do we like figure out what really is happening in our life? What do we really have going for us and move forward with that? So yeah, I guess I can say it was in retrospect, but I had to have it happening in those moments to move me forward.
2: Right, right. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. That's great, man. You're, you know, go. Yeah, right. <laughs> your energy is super contagious oh, and super positive. And uh, I can only imagine that really, really good things are going to continue to happen for you. And, and uh, I, I see, I mean, just based on our very brief interactions here today, I mean, I just met you this morning. I, um,
0: we had a little downtime. To yeah, we had a little it. downtime. Yeah, I was okay. trying to
2: figure out this um, recording situation. Yeah. But, uh it's pretty evident. I think that you're going places, man. Oh, um, thanks, man. So thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Uh, we have two questions that we'd like to wrap up all right. with all our guests. Uh, so I know you've, you've heard these in the show cause you, you listened to the show before, mm-hmm. but first question, <clears throat> did this career choose you or did you choose it? Chose me.
0: Chose me.
2: I keep choosing it. <laughs> so it showed up and it was like, "Dwan, here we go. Mm-hmm. But you got to work for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like any good partner, right?
0: Like like any good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's going to stay in it. Good question.
2: Hmm. Awesome. All right. And the last question if you could take all of your experience, all the low, you know, dark night of the soul moments and all the, you know, top of the world, I'm king of the world, I played Hamlet moments and fold all of those into one nugget of advice to pass on to somebody who is Mm -hmm. also walking this path behind you, next to you, ahead of you, whatever, somebody walking this path with you. What would that nugget of advice be?
0: Don't feel like you have to do it alone. Don't feel like any of this out here. You have to do alone find your group find your tribe and they will help you move forward it just will happen and that's one of the main things that I've had from University of Florida my group my tribe and we're all successful we're all successful and I don't think that's an accident I don't think that's an accident at all
2: you hear about it a lot I mean I think it Mm -hmm. was uh it's like De Niro and Pacino yeah. and uh, Robert Duvall and like a couple of those guys They were all roommates in New York yeah. like back in the day. I'm, th- I may not be those exact actors, but yeah. like there's many stories You're like that. It. Yeah. It's
0: so important for you because it all, they, in those down days, those, those low moments and those high moments, you have somebody who genuinely you get, they get you and they will help you move forward. And it just like goes back to your, you surround yourself around um, the top five. Right. Members, yeah. that, that's so important. So, so, so important. And it's also on the flip side of that equally important to know that the people you don't need to be around because they will keep you locked in that lower energy level. Yeah. That would be my main thing that I would pass on early on. Just get with good people, not that people are going to like, that are going to, you're going to get something from, that you just want to spend time with and break bread with and have wine with and cry with and go on vacation with. These are your people because that's what's up. Create with. You know, just live life with it. That's just so much more important. The rest of the stuff will come.
2: That's awesome nugget <laughs> awesome I love it and God there's so much more that I want to talk about I mean, we got kids you talked about your meditation oh, practice and
0: meditation. I my mean kids. there's
2: so much, um, so much time but uh, you know like this is a conversation that we can continue over Twitter on Facebook because um, so, I know you're, you're on social media so where can people find out more about you and connect with you
0: um, you can definitely find out more about me on uh, two ways um, on websites whether DewanJohnson.com or ThinkBiggerCoaching.com um, and that's the life coaching for actors and then there's also the same exact uh, uh handles for my um twitter which is really big which is at juan johnson or at think
2: bigger coaching awesome So it's good. Oh gosh, I forgot
0: about the kids.
2: That's a big thing. Oops. (laughs) Awesome. Duan, thank you so much for being here, man. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, Thank you so much. Dude, Keep doing what you're doing. You're
0: inspiring. Even like you don't know what you're doing out there. Maybe people don't write in, but people are listening. And this is exactly the conversation that people need to be having for new actors out here. So uh, I don't know if you know it, but I'm taking sure I take the time to tell you that this is, this is really important to actors on any level by the way on any level because that tribe that i was talking about you need to find if you haven't found it yet this is a good place to even like understand that there are more people out there who are feeling and going through the same thing that you went through awesome
2: thank That's you it? man i got nothing else man. that means <laughs> i gotta go i gotta <laughs> go i appreciate it thank you brother <laughs> I know, All right.
1: hey everyone welcome back to the bookends hope you enjoyed uh, Dewan's uh, the second part of Dewan's interview and we as we bid him you for the podcast anyway um, we'll have to have him back when he when he is a series regular on Bosch mm-hmm. or otherwise how about them apples <laughs> yeah it's only a matter of time
2: too I mean just spending a few minutes with him in, in person his energy just just kind of takes over and you're
1: like oh yeah I
2: could do it yeah you know like I can see why um, he's also a very gifted coach. And why he's got a, a successful coaching business with actors.
1: Epic sauce. Yeah. All righty, man. What is your pick? of Oh, oh! you there did it. it. Is. There it is. There it is.
2: My pick of the week. Actually, it's a dual pick of the week. The pick of the week is House of Cards, obviously, season four, now streaming on Netflix. Just cancel everything you have going on for the next three days and watch that. It is a masterclass in storytelling. It's just a brilliantly done piece of work as a whole. And speaking of masterclasses, this is the dual part of my dual pick of the week. Uh, I was gifted... The Kevin Spacey Masterclass. I don't know if you guys have seen this on Facebook, these ads on Facebook and stuff, but it's masterclass.com. And they've got these like video classes with Dustin Hoffman and Kevin Spacey and writers like James Patterson. I think Serena Williams is a tennis masterclass you can now purchase and watch and go through with her. And they've got downloadable materials and worksheets and all sorts of cool stuff. And this was a gift to me. And uh, I have been going through it while watching House of Cards. And I'm actually really impressed. I had my doubts about this masterclass thing. I'm like, how much am I going to get from watching a couple videos of, you know, somebody critiquing somebody else's monologue? Like, come on. I'm actually getting a lot out of it. A lot, a lot, a lot. So uh, those two things, hand in hand, are are fantastic. And uh, the masterclass, I think, is only like 90 bucks or something. So it's pretty uh, affordable for... I believe there's 28 modules in the class, which comes, they're, they're like 12 minutes a piece. So that, that comes out to several hours of content. Definitely worth checking out. So house cards and the Kevin Spacey masterclass. Boom.
1: I am toast and jelly that that was gifted to you. Yeah. What, what an awesome gift. Because I've been seeing, you know, I have been seeing the ads on Facebook comes up in my feed. And, <clears throat> you know, Kevin Spacey actually is one of my favorite actors, period like has been for a very long time so it's um it's been so tempting <laughs> cuz yeah. i'm like you know here's this thing that could improve me as an artist as an actor and it it's with someone who i respect a lot yeah so oh man toast and jelly bro toast it's, and jelly it's,
2: it's pretty cool man I'll, we'll have to get together and i'll i'll show you a little bit about it it's it's awesome
1: cool uh and your pick of the week so i had to change uh my pick of the week annoyingly to um Uh, this app that I use for mass transit. And, you know, we're always talking about uh, supporting the environment and reducing fossil fuels. And this app is called City Mapper. You can go to citymapper.com. You can find it on our website, obviously, in the show notes for this episode. But the reason that I'm making it my pick of the week this week is because they they added something uh, just within the last week or so that is a total game changer. And what they did was they added other alternative transportation methods uh, into the application, and you can choose to add or remove them. For instance, if I wanna get from point A to point B, and there's a bus or a train or whatever, I can also say I'm on a bike. So it will give me the fastest route when you include bike, train, bus, or whatever, to get from point A to point B. I can also now add Uber. Wow. So if I can take an Uber to like a mass transit hub, take a bus train, whatever to another place and then Uber from there. So anyway, it, it, it's a it, total game changer because you don't have to do all of the calculations of of figuring all this out. Right. Yourself.
2: That's it's just cool. right there
1: in the app. You can add or remove these different transportation methods. And um, <clears throat> I used it a lot in New York along with a subway app but this one works you know in other cities um, and i use it a lot especially here in la because um the mass transit system is so sprawling and not exactly you know finished let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: they're getting they're getting there though they're about to open the expo line all the way down to santa monica
1: I think yeah, on May, May 20th 5th, or something.
2: Or yeah, 20th. sometime in May. Well, that about does it for this episode of Inside Acting, uh, which today was brought to you by VO2Gogo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO training for years. In a row, visit vo2gogo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's vo2gogo.com the number slash start. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubrick is our marketing and web director. Deborah Smith is our community manager and new for this episode and onward. Timothy Patrick Waterman. I am not sure if I'm supposed to be adding all three of his names, but I'm going to. Timothy Patrick Waterman is our new director of public relations. He's heading up our social media. He's heading up our Instagram, our Twitter. If you've, if you've been on our Instagram at all, we have an Instagram account now. That's kind of cool. But if you've been there, you'll see a lot of the cool stuff he's doing. So if you follow us on social media, you've enjoyed his handiwork. So, uh, thank you, Tim. Stoked to have you aboard. Welcome to the
1: family. You can also sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our recent episodes or all of our episodes, all 228 of them, at insideacting.net. You can also find us on iTunes. And your reviews, especially them five-star ones, are hugely appreciated. Big
2: thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and Viotagogo.com. And big thanks to you, our listeners. If you love inside acting and you want to maximize its value in your life and career and support the continued production of it sign up as a member and get cool perks like access to our membership message board cool freebies invites to exclusive member meetups and much much more just visit InsideActing.net and click on the membership tab
1: that's it for episode 228 of inside acting thank you for listening we'll see you next week and in the meantime find your tribe